1: Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London for Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Oli
3: Davis. And I am joined by Luke Owen. Hello, SWAFT Nation. Hello to you, Oliver Davis. How did you find today's show? I
2: thought it was a good show. Was a lot of interesting stuff to talk about uh, with the great WWE god Giveth in the form of a surprise invasion mm. and some excellent Sami Zayn uh, heel work. And the Bludgeon Brothers. Bl- <laughs> a six-man tag to open Raw, uh, the main event of SmackDown, but also... The WWE goddoth take taketh away. Say so Godeth. then. Yeah. Taketh away with Asuka and Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. What the heckins are they doing? Ginder promos. Ginder promos.
3: But yeah, what about you? What did you think? I enjoyed it. Um, uh, yeah, I thought we had some very good topics to talk about. I, um, I, yeah, I thought it was a good noteworthy, a, a story-worthy week this week. I, I, I enjoyed parts and I loathed a lot more.
2: Yeah. Speaking of stories... Mm. You have another sleepwalking yeah. story to tell the SWAFT
3: Nation. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the podcast SWAFT Nation <laughs> uh, pod devotees, um, because... SWAFT pod. SWAFT
2: pods. Pod SWAFT.
3: Yeah, uh, SWAFT pods we can go with.
2: Or SWAFT team uh, elite. SWAFT the SWAFT elite. <laughs> SWAFT elite. No, because that implies one group That's is what... better than the other. Pod SWAFTs. T- it's not cool enough. No. SWAFT under siege. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll think of something.
3: Um, anyway, uh, so I uh, had another sleepwalking adventure mm. the other night that I forgot to tell on the, the main show. Um, so, to, ra- to catch anyone up, in case this is your first episode you're tuning into of the Wrestle Ramble, I have a tendency to sleepwalk, and people like to hear about the stories that I tell when I do. And I had a dream that I was in a single bed, and I had two guys standing either side of me.
2: Oh. You and didn't it, tell me it was going to be a kinky dream, Luke They were
3: putting curses on me Oh And they were saying very awful sort of like cantations And like ritualistic things And uh, then they sort of just like disappeared and I, and I kind of sort of like startled and I woke up a little bit And then I turned to my left And my lady partner had her back to me With her hair kind of sort of all mangled and stuff My instant thought was They put a dead body in my bed Oh no. So I jump out of bed and I run <laughs> into the living room, sat there for a little bit and try to calm myself down, checked YouTube. Just check the, nice. Check, check the stats. Yeah. Just see how the videos were performing. Uh, might read through some comments, see if there's any Twitter that I've got. Yeah, I'll just, just for a bit of
2: masochism.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then I sort of I was like, that's okay, I'm just sleepwalking. There isn't really a dead body in my bed. Mm. So leaving the living room light on, I kind of walked back towards our bedroom so I could still have a little bit of light shining through. And I went in and I essentially just crawled onto the bed and I poked my girlfriend just to make sure that she wasn't a dead body. And then she saw it. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's, She's it's just, not dead. She's Great. not It's just my girlfriend. I'll just go back, turn the light off, got back into bed. And I was just like, gave her a little kiss. And I was like, and then I got back to bed and went back to sleep. So all
2: that bit where you're checking stats and you're poking her, are you asleep? Are you still sleepwalking?
3: I think at that point I'm still... I think I'm still sleepwalking.
2: Yeah, because you're still acting on the weird things. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because I I can't tell you what I read or what I checked. I know I went to YouTube and Twitter, but I had no idea what I read or whatever. What else might you have done that you can't remember? Who knows? Wow. Um, what yet- a
2: wrestling gimmick this is for our Crap Gimmicks
3: <laughs> Hall of Fame. So, yeah, um, I mean, I'm assuming I didn't send out anything uh, horrible to anyone or I replied to any of the tweets that had been sent to me. But if I did, I very much apologise, Pod Swap Nation. Well, the first review we've got here would, would have really delighted your
2: sleepwalking self from JackN.I.X.O.N. Jack Jackson. Nixon it also spells what a podcast great podcast boys full of great points and love you Luke and Dolly you're okay fine <laughs> with laughter emoji
3: oh thanks jack nixon nice one jack yeah not not as big of a pop there from mm. Ollie davis
2: the demon air jj king writes pritchard run because we are coming for you pritch well should we update SWAFT, the, the SWAFT pod, the mm-hmm. pod SWAFT on that? Turns out iTunes algorithms work in mysterious ways. And new podcasts will be favoured very heavily in their initial run because there'll be a huge, well, hopefully, a huge influx of subscribers. iTunes likes that, positions
3: your podcast way up in the... Podcast charts, and whereas a podcast like Pritchard's one will be getting loads of new subscribers every single week, while more people suggest and share it around. Mm. So, uh, Pritchard's one is in
2: there always, and um, but as was more of a initial burst in, and then slowly drop back down to where we belong a flash in the pan yeah yeah
3: and I'm, com- I'm happy with that
2: yeah i'm happy with being a I, flash in the pan i want to be a one-hit wonder <laughs> i just want to you know do that and live off the royalties
3: especially if tom hanks can direct an excellent movie about that do you ever see uh the, that thing you do the tom hanks directed movie about a band called the wonders who are like a 60s beatles-esque band i haven't
2: seen it no. it's so
3: good they have a hit called that thing you do um, and it's absolutely brilliant, it's really, really good Has Tom Hanks directed anything else? I don't know, he does star in it, it's where he plays like the record executive And his son, Colin Hanks, plays the drummer I like Colin Hanks yeah. He was
2: going to be a big thing once upon a time Orange County, <laughs> what happened to that guy? we <laughs> he
3: the one that went on to have the rapping career I cannot remember
2: uh, I was thinking about a boy with Hugh Grant Oh, He of course, wrote the yeah. Christmas song And or he lived his, off the royalties uh, his dad dad Yeah, it was something yeah, like yeah. that so I could set my kids up for life if I was a one-hit wonder. Anyway, to the review. The podcast is so nice, I gotta listen twice. Once on YouTube and once on iTunes. Literally the only use I have for iTunes since having an iOS device. The two the two have awesome chemistry, know what they're talking about, and every second is entertaining. Hashtag SWAFT. Hashtag not like, not like most podcasts. Brother love has nothing on British swath style. Double (laughs) high five emoji. Union flag emoji. Common misconception. It's not a union, Jack. Thank you very much, JJ King. I like
3: that one. I like British swath style. That's very good. That is
2: good. Let's get on with the show. Using one of these really nicely placed uh transparent logos of different places you can download it from. I would say uh very nice and non-intrusive. Mm. T- especially because they disappear yeah. for the majority of the We took your feedback. A lot of people
3: did not like they found it way too distracting. They found it very insulting yeah. that we had these things on there and they it didn't it just did not agree with them. It's YouTube Diehards. They saw it as podcasts. SmackDown invading Raw. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Uh, our, uh, what are podcasts in terms of the SmackDown roster? Is it the Baron Corbin's of uh, the SmackDown? Be strictly mid card, yeah. You wouldn't have Nakamura <laughs> doing a run in.
2: We'll get no. to all of this later yeah, no, when we I'm talk sure about Raw. Uh, so maybe you could even. Have you ever seen Magic Rafa on YouTube? No. I implore you to Google it or YouTube it, whatever the correct verb is. Uh, to seek it out, Rafa Benitez, of course, former Liverpool manager, during his aware. time as Liverpool manager, he uh, he was on a broadcast on Sky Sports, and he was giving directions to his team. He was making this movement and this movement, miraculously synced up perfectly to a graphic appearing on screen. Oh wow! And the, the idea is magic, Rafa. Yeah. It looks like he does that, and then he goes like this, and it, it animates off. It's amazing very cool it's very fun it's one of my favorite youtube clips uh of course not including all of luke's
3: fabulous videos <laughs> well thank you i mean i was actually going to say i wasn't going to say one of yours i was going to say uh the scott steiner math promo we watched it earlier that's that's brilliant <laughs> in, uh, in celebration of our halloween havoc mm. podcast going up i uh
2: i don't want to toot our own horn mm. but um there's a new wrestle sketch coming out soon there is indeed which uh, which is a lot of people's favorite thing on this channel it hasn't been around but for a
3: while because it takes forever to edit it is uh, one of people one of some people's favorite things in this channel but it is paid for by something that people really hate yeah yeah um pl- sponsorship placements <laughs> has, has given me more time to uh, to edit that
2: but you mentioned halloween havoc today is the ninth it's been 19 years so that's the 18th anniversary or if you're in WWE, the 19th anniversary of WCW Halloween Havoc 1998, which had arguably Goldberg's best ever match against DDP. I would agree. Certainly his best match at that point. Mm. Well, would you put Brock Lesnar WrestleMania 33 against it?
3: No, I think i prefer the DDP match.
2: Maybe. I'm just talking about in the mix. Oh, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm, absolutely mm. I would, yeah. And his Raven match. Yes. Just for oh, the yeah, overbooked yeah, yeah. craziness. I mm-hmm. love that match. Uh, and the... Te- uh, Taylor two sides the minus five star match with hulk hogan and ultimate warrior
3: yeah and of course the pay-per-view that was notable for cutting off before the main event Ah. even happened because wcw booked a three hour 15 minute show and didn't tell cable providers so the pay-per-view just shut off on 25 percent of the people who ordered it
2: ironically a similar thing nearly happened to luke because Luke was uploading the podcast. It's such a it's such a large audio file. It's like two and a half hours long, right? Two hours and 37 minutes. Yeah, that. It was too large for Patreon to accept on its servers. So you nearly had to cut it off. You, you had to compress it a bit. <laughs> I had to compress it for a bit. The had, main
3: event would have been lost. I had a bit of a panic while watching mm. Smackdown because I was trying to upload it at the same time that it wasn't going to work.
2: <laughs> of course, that is for $5 backers. We're not taking content away. Before you get angry with us, mm. we're giving content to the people who very kindly support us on Patreon. Absolutely. But should we get on with the Raw and Smackdown reviews? Well, there's
3: so much to say, I think we should. Ha <laughs> ha, it's a Raw review looking jacked, man!
2: We're kicking off with Raw this week, we're going to take a chronological approach to the reviews, which started with Kurt Angle coming out and going... Oh, yeah, I wrestled last night. Yeah. Really happy.
3: Not selling his injuries whatsoever. No. Uh, which is also uh, true of SmackDown when Shane McMahon came out. And I believe it was Michael Cole on both... Mike have and Corey Graves on both mm. occasions was like, I'm sure he's hurting on the inside. Well, that's it. And Shane even said, yeah, I hurt a lot. In, like, I, I'm really hurting.
2: Yeah. And like, well, you can say words. This is <laughs> WWE's problem all over. You can say words, but... I, I don't believe that Yeah You're not like walking around hobbled Or you don't even have some fo- Remember when Shane went through a period Every week he had some black eye makeup
3: mm-hmm. on Like at least that's something He was just Good old was, buff dad Shane He was just regular Shane What's up Minneapolis Yeah, yeah I can, No they weren't there They were in um, Minnesota foot, foot dance I can't wait for the day he gets it wrong <laughs> Mega heel That's when he turns heel <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I might have said where he was wrong again there. I can't remember. I didn't actually write that one down. I did for everyone mm. else because Raw was in Green Bay. I wrote that one down yes. because it's the, the the home of that '70s show and the Green Bay Packers who were in attendance at ringside. That's
2: right. Pitch Perfect Two Zone, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> it's my oh favorite God, joke f- in the film. I
3: forgot about that moment in Pitch Perfect. 2. That's where I switched off from the movie because mm. I was like, ah, sequelitis has kicked in. Celebrity cameos for no reason. Do you know that happened really badly in ted 2 yeah i didn't i didn't enjoy that experience no it's a really bad movie highlighted mm. by a really awful ted um uh lay jenner uh, Le, jay leno joke not lay jenno lame jenno <laughs> it's a lame jenno joke uh yeah that jay leno joke mm. on the side is dreadfully horrible anyway so kurt angle comes out he is not sending his injuries whatsoever and then mispronounces the wwe champion's name that's oh, what did he say? He calls him Jinder Mayhau. Oh, yes, Mayhow. Yeah. That is how over Jinder is within the WWE. No one even knows his name. Well, I uh, I was on the other end of a phone of a sort of video streamed
2: press conference with Kurt Angle earlier this year. And he, he was going through all the people he would like to face, you know, like, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, the usual P- people. People he's already faced. The people he actually wants to wrestle again because he loves <laughs> wrestling them. And then his WWE mind kicked in, or dub dubby as he would say, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, and um, of course Roman Reigns, um, this person, and oh darn it, what is it? Um, uh, what's what's any like points to someone by by the side? What's the WWE champion's name?" Jinder, Jinder Mahal, and he starts laughing, and everyone's kind of laughing that he's oh, forgotten this. No. Uh, just yeah, a very lame champion's name. And the other thing, uh, he he pronounced Asuka. You know, like who do you want to see call up from NXT? And he goes,
3: "I love that Asuka." Oh, it's so and good, go, You've man! You've only seen that written down, haven't yeah, you? Well, it is. Because I actually was talking to you about this the other day. Mm. Uh, I went. I was watching the the Asuka collection on the network. And when she debuts, she comes down and says Kana on the screen, which was her original wrestling name. And then she changes it to Asuka. Obviously, the NXT crowd haven't heard it said out loud, so they just read it on the screen. Start chanting, Asuka, Asuka. As-. And I was like, man, isn't that amazing? And then within five seconds, they were like, it's Asuka. And mm. they are like, oh, okay, right. We've chanted I- it wrong.
2: Yeah, but they immediately corrected themselves. I still somehow say "Kyrie" same. Kairi same. <laughs> Kairi same like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> I d- I don't know why cuz I know it's not that now yeah. cuz enough people have told me but my mind still wants to say Kyrie. No I no that's right He's right. Oh I don't even know. So, Kurt Angle's out there and not selling his TLC injuries, but he is selling Survivor Series. He confirms that this year is going to be Raw versus SmackDown themed and it's going to be loads of title v ver- champion versus champion
3: matches. Announcing some matches that will be very good like death versus the usos one match that's going to be very good (laughs) well okay i was about to say which is that one that one and then the Miz versus baron corbin which sounds like it is going to be an awful awful match Uh, and a lot of just heel versus heel because there's only one face champion at the moment which is and depending on where you stand with brock lesnar there's only one tag team group at the moment where the only one face champions which is dean ambrose and Mm. seth rollins and everyone else is heel so you have a lot of heel matches including Asuka uh, and Alexa Bliss versus Natalia and The Miz versus Baron Corbin. The Miz versus Baron Corbin is
2: so astoundingly uninspiring. Isn't it just? Like that that
3: is the worst of mm. your WWE midcard.
2: It it really shows, you know, the US title was being defended by AJ Styles and Kevin Owens and everyone else that Jinder Mahal had pushed out the main event. And now it's Baron Corbin yeah. and Sin Cara. in Eternity. <laughs> Uh, but the, um, I mean, I would make the argument that the Usos
3: have actually turned. Face. Yes, I, I so think it's actually a face versus face. We will come on to this when we get to SmackDown. Mm. They are appear to be playing the babyface compared to Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin's heel yeah. roles. Or Shelton Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin,
2: <laughs> keep on sucking. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of heel champions there. But that was—I thought they were going to save the Brock versus Ginder confirmation. They were. For the segment with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman.
3: They were, but, but... they just threw it away here with an announcement. Yeah, they they kind of did this with SmackDown as well. The actual SmackDown announced match mm. for that was going to happen on last night's show was it was going to be an eight-man tag with it was going to be uh, the Usos and the New Day sure. taking on Rusev and English and Chad Gable and Shawn Benjamin. Then they just changed their minds just before they got to the show. That's what it just sort of feels like here. Mm. They planned to have... Brock Lesnar responds to the challenge, but then we're like, "Well, we're announcing all these other Survivor Series matches. We may as well just do it here." No. And I, I mean, I'll say this now with my regards to Survivor Series 2017: I'm not liking it already because it has essentially put every single storyline they had on halt just so we can do this Raw versus SmackDown thing that nobody cares about. Mm. This, I- like, I just think that this is really putting a halt to all of their storylines.
2: It really has AJ Styles, Jinder Mahal being the one, the the biggest one for me. Uh, But we'll, I'll I'll say my thoughts in the main event review bit Mm -hmm. because that really is where all this. Because right now there's no hint of an invasion. It's just, uh, just, just teased. Yeah. Uh. So this turns into Miz, Sheamus, Cesaro, and Curtis Axel coming out and saying, "Screw you, Kurt Angle." They they intimidate him. They get him up on. They actually. Fully enclose him in the ring Because there are four sides to a ring Three men do not create an inescapable situation Michael I mean, Cole Yeah Michael Cole Look at it
3: It's count
2: Yeah and uh, that because Kurt Angle's a member of the Shield now Because he <laughs> because he won a competition Dean and Seth came out And uh, fought them all off And Kurt said I'm making a match against uh, you three And Dean, Seth And someone who's still here From last night From TLC AJ Styles and AJ Styles comes out And what a cracking match these six opened with
3: AJ Styles such a pro wears gear with red on it because I he's on that, the he's yeah. on raw what
2: a what a smart man he is well I think you know he was going to raw mm. uh, like the day of the, the superstars Superstar shake-up Shake up this yeah. year I think he got all his red stuff made and then he's like well I'm gonna wear it tonight <laughs> I'm gonna at least have my raw moment tonight I bloody paid for it yeah Uh, It's like a Cena's heel ring gear. I'm going to wear it on an episode of Total Bellas. Um, So, yeah, if if you want the real story behind that, Luke made a cracking video about John Cena's uh, never done heel turn. It's okay. Uh, the uh, so yeah this was this was just a really good match it was I, such it was so fast at the end i, I
3: loved it i loved this match went mm. through two commercial breaks i abs- this is possibly one of my favorite matches of the year it just really stuck out TV to me tv matches tv definitely. matches absolutely mm. i like, i had so much fun watching this match it was so well worked all six guys were just doing absolutely brilliant work i thought it was great i thought it was absolutely awesome and i've literally written in my notes here aj is so damn good Holy f that match was fun. AJ is the best. This is this is why I am
2: calling for a a trios championship, a six-man tag uh championship belt. And that you know it separates Raw and SmackDown. I've said this loads of times. Just I think it just, there's a it is different. A six-man tag is different to a, a a a normal tag match. It really is. Uh, but Vince yeah, you can just get so much stuff in in the end
3: sequence. Vinny of the Brian and Vinny Show always used to say, "You cannot go wrong with a six-man tag match. If every Raw ended with a six-man tag, every Raw would be great." Mm. It's weird how
2: of an eight-man tag is suddenly too much. I mean, nah, it's, I'm just cluttered now. But the the six, there's something about that. Uh, and say, tag matches are great, but it's a different psychology. It's more about uh, cutting off the ring. But six-man tags is all about just fast action and flying. We'll actually come on to a ten-man tag later on. Yes, uh, but yes, this ended with uh, AJ
3: Penning Cesaro after the Phenomenal Forearm, but oh, Also Ooh. a great, great moment from uh, Michael Cole during this when... Okay, so there is branding for this year's Survivor Series. The branding for this year's Survivor Series, it's the only night where you will see Raw and SmackDown superstars collide. And I was, what, during this match where AJ Styles from SmackDown was in there with all the Raw guys. So I was like, well, apart from tonight, Michael... Oh, and also last night when you had uh, Raw's Finn Balor taking on SmackDown's AJ Styles. Mm. Oh, and I suppose the Royal Rumble as well that happened earlier this year and sometimes house shows. So I'm going to be that guy who says he's rereading George Orwell's 1984
2: (laughs) off the back of a a Russian documentary on sports doping on Netflix. And it's doublespeak. And you can't, it's, you know, it's like an organisation gone mad with power and they say one thing, which is blatantly false, because you can see the evidence to the contrary right in front of your eyes, and everyone's behaving like it's true, and it's it's just it's just bizarre. So Brexit then? Yeah, but, but <laughs> Come on, <I'm> getting... <laughs> why did you say that? There was a level to the politics there. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, so where well, were well, you? Throw so, me. So with your came speech. out. speech.
3: Kane came out. A and... too too light Roman chance.
2: There, Roman, so, Roman. so,
3: because Kane came out and he mm. starts choke everyone, there was a chant for Roman to make a return. There were people chanting for Roman. Was it ironic? I said it. Was, I said it was light. I didn't say it was an overweight It's not like Austin was coming back, but you know there was a chant for it.
2: So Kane comes out. He beats up the baby faces. He uh, he declares himself Raw's only monster, and then to steal Braun Strowman's line intentionally, having taken him out the previous night, having murdered the guy, said he demands competition.
3: Uh, yeah, this was, uh, as I've written here, a very Vince McMahon written promo, because mm. it was very, like, just big on verbiage, big on words, and it was just like, I can, I can see Vince writing this, because Vince loves overlong words, and words that no one uses, because he because, like, that was- like, Yeah, that's because, like, that's what Vince thinks, like, oh, this is what kids mm. want to hear, this will make him sound scary. So, yeah, it was a very Vince McMahon written promo uh the and, and a, unfortunately
2: a badly delivered promo and i love kane
3: yeah but Kane's uh, kane's got too much on his mind now he's yeah. like running for mayor of hard knocks he, he's he's too busy mate
2: but it was just a bit of rust uh being in front of that i don't know he's done it for long enough it was a bad promo it was a bad yeah. it was a
3: badly written promo it was a badly delivered promo i'm sorry kane uh, uh, but it led to a much worse segment so like I mean, we said on the TLC review show, well, at least I said anyway, this is why Finn Balor should be leading uh, Raw. He should be the face of Raw or at least one of the top guys on Raw. Maybe, as you said, the top heel on Raw. Because well, with a Balor club, yeah. Balor, definitely. Because he's so good and he's just amazing he had like a fantastic match with aj styles when you give him the right opponents or actually you just give him a a storyline that people can get invested in or not even a storyline, a match that people can get invested in people get super into balor and he was like over like rover to steal a phrase from another podcast so what do you do here you bring him out and have him get squashed by kane like what that is so backwards. Mm. what is this
2: all about it's it's just baffling it's baffling as if Kane didn't already look strong by <laughs> taking out three three people at the end of the previous match you have an entire roster back there you have a Matt Hardy you could have used Matt, like yeah because that's it you're like oh but there's no you, you don't just want to send a jobber out there I get that because it does nothing for Kane it's just a squash if you send out a Matt Hardy who's doing nothing at the moment a Jason Jordan who can lose a valiant effort but still can't overcome Kane But those are infinitely better options than the guy who has so much momentum, who had just finally got a leg up after months of being dragged down by this terribly supernatural Bray Wyatt storyline. And you derail all that momentum by having him lose a five minute match clean to Kane in the middle of the ring to three consecutive chokeslams. This wasn't like a back and forth thing where Kane cheated, this was you know and i I hate using the word squash because it is overused, and I hate using the word buried because it is overused but that's what happened here to to Finn Balor. and like you said, there's so much potential incredibly short sighted stuff do not i can i cannot it's the act of a madman there's no there's this nothing is, to yeah. explain
3: it this is absolute lunacy it almost feels like he's being punished for having a good match it was like uh, well that's what the you know the conspiracy theorist would say is because of the the unsanctions too mm. sweet um yeah, I mean, okay, so my, my first thought was, when Kane said, I want competition to come out, my first thought was, that'll oh, be Kurt Hawkins. Because that's Kurt that Hawkins' better. gimmick, is that I'm going to finally end my losing streak, and I'm going to beat Kane. That would have been great, because you could have just done the multiple chokeslam mm. things, not even had to have the match. And it'd be fine, it doesn't hurt Kurt Hawkins, that's his gimmick, is that he loses all the time. Um, my, my second thought on this was just like, ah, cool. So Finn Balor's a jobber, but Demon Balor is the star. Is that what they're doing, or are they building to Demon Kane versus Demon Balor? So Kane is just has completely destroyed Finn Balor, mm-hmm. so he now has to bring out the demon to face off against the Demon Kane, which I did think is a possibility. But then I thought, well, that's just kind of delaying the Braun Strowman thing, right? And that's what we see, that's what we apparently are building towards. It almost feels as well. Have we have we dropped all these plans for Balor versus Lesnar? It's. Yeah. I mean, they have to have done right because, like, there's no way you'd book that match if that's what you're building to. No, well, what we know from WWE's history that
2: that. Within two weeks or after the Survivor Series, Finn will be challenging for Lesnar. Yeah, because you have forgotten like, about this. What's, yeah, what what is just... the point of getting invested in anything if you're just going
3: to treat us like this? What was it you were just saying then? Double speak? Yeah, I'm double speak. Like, it's evidence to the contrary. It's just like, oh, Balor can take on big men. We've just actually seen the evidence that yeah. he can't. The
2: it's So so I, I get that, you know, Kane is Vince McMahon's one, one of his deep loves. He loves the Kane character. Uh, and I get that Braun Strowman is really your next future big star. So you build up Kane to to build up Strowman. This, is, like, this isn't getting Kane over. This is getting Braun Strowman over. That's why Finn got buried, really. It's, it's that knock-on effect. But the, Finn could be the guy as well. It's just... I mean, I don't know what to say.
3: No, I, don't, I don't know what to say I think this, this is the one of the most perplexing bits of booking that WWE have done all year mm. long just in terms of just uh, some gu- a guy who had incredible momentum on Sunday that you just killed dead less than 24 hours later
2: if the match
3: on Sunday never happened fair enough
2: because where was Finn? for the like what's he been doing for the last 3 4 months but after that yeah after that match when and it you completely s- reset his character and as
3: you said when you have a roster Filled with guys that you could have used. Mm. I, I thought it was baffling. Just got to fly with well my done. own hands. What I mean.
2: So, next up, we had Shane McMahon backstage going over to Kurt Angle. Apparently, they're very good friends in real life. And Shane's like, "Oh, so it's uh, it's Raw versus SmackDown, eh?" Mm. And Kurt Angle's like, <laughs> "Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. it is. He,
3: he was having a right chuckle some time during this promo, wasn't he? So every time mm. Shane was like, "We're gonna kill you. We're gonna beat you up," he was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later,
2: Shane." Yeah, Kurt was obviously told you don't like act completely innocent. You don't know what's happening, and of course, Kurt. I love Kurt's performance style but he does only have a few uh, grades. So he's like, okay, I'm happy Kurt now. It's like, happy Kurt, sad Kurt, mean Kurt. That's all he's got. He's, so got, he was worried. Like, he's got worried Kurt. Goofy Kurt. Worried Kurt was really good at the end, actually, <laughs> yeah. when he walked off. Uh, so Shane here, um, he he said, under siege. And I was just like, oh, no. I know how WWE positions certain bits of verbiage. <laughs> Didn't this, they just? this is the one, isn't it? This is, you know, when you said Michael yeah. Cole's like, it's Survivor Series The only time you can see Yeah it's Under Siege it's, And they said The next night on Smackdown He didn't say Under Siege He said Hashtag Under Siege Does anyone say Hashtag anything anymore Yeah That uh, was
3: like a thing From three years ago yeah, right WWE is just behind the times. It's like golf Golf is a sport That's about ten years Behind the curve And that's what WWE are why, why are you suddenly shooting on golf? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shooting on golf. I play golf. It's just that it, it is a sport that is like you know a few decades behind the curve. I've never. There heard are of some. This. There are some clubhouses that still don't let women inside. Okay. That's oh, like, it, was that, it was that. thing. Well, you are bringing no, it into no, politics. No, no, again. Just, no, Should just, we talk
2: about terrorism no, or something?
3: No. No. no not, not even just that. There are some golf clubs that don't even have websites wow. because they're just like, oh, well, our players don't use websites. I mate. Mean, it's 2017. It's like golf. That's what this is like. <laughs> Uh, So the
2: Yeah this this was But it was a good It was a fine promo Especially Like not in isolation But considering what happened later It perfectly sowed the seeds And at the time When watching it I had no idea What it was sowing the seeds for No So that's that's good storytelling It is yeah What isn't good
3: storytelling However Is the next match which was
2: Asuka versus
3: Emma so you, again. I had a prediction on the TLC show mm. that they were going to do this rematch and they were going to do the squash match they probably should have done on the pay per view. Boy was I wrong. To quote Michael Cole during this match, Asuka is being dominated. That's the problem. That's why Asuka isn't getting over. This is not getting her over here. Mm. You can't do all these promo packages for weeks saying Asuka is coming. Asuka is coming. Look at how dominating she is. Five hundred and whatever days it was as NXT Women's Champion. Oh my God, the women's roster is going to be get put on notice. They're going to be really worried if they're backstage. Then come out and have her dominated. Like that doesn't make any sense in terms of storytelling. And it's not against Nia Jax. No, it's, it's against-, against Emma, who I love, but has not been credible competition for years. In terms of like her placement on the Raw brand of women, she is a step above Alicia Fox. Mm that's what it is not like, anymore well no not apparently. survivor not series captain alicia fox oh we'll come on to that i suppose so yeah so perhaps now she's lower than alicia fox <sighs> so it is just the most baffling thing this match went way too long mm-hmm. it was worse than their pay per view match it was emma all the way through and then Asuka gets a, a, a fluke win at the end with uh, by locking in the ascalade terrible 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 stupid stupid booking
2: it's uh, she's she's gonna have a five minute match competitive with Dana Brooke next week. That's my <laughs> oh actually yeah maybe Dana Brooke's lower. Dana Brooke yeah. yeah Dana Dana
3: Brooke's definitely the lowest. I forgot Dana Brooke was on the card. Yeah, in she was running around backstage. Oh, she later. was backstage. Yeah. Someone
2: slowed down her running away from the SmackDown invasion. Yeah, uh, to the Chariots of Fire music. <laughs> That's quite fun online uh yeah this this i
3: completely agree i don't really want to talk about it anymore because just like the finn thing it just
2: it makes me sad
3: i've uh yeah i've uh, written here remember the booking of nia Jax last year when they first did the brand splits like just do Squashes, that yeah. bring in you don't have to use women on the raw on the raw roster bring in like enhancement yeah. talent local jobbers and she can squash those instead mm. just do that it's not that hard you've done it loads you did it literally 12 months ago just repeat it Raffling. and then at the end of it again, Michael Cole's like, oh, "The Raw women need to be put on notice. Why? It doesn't seem like it."
2: Yeah, Asuka is just na- within within two nights, within two matches, Asuka is just another Raw woman yeah. ros- uh, wrestler. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a five minute match. Emma took three minutes of that. It's just it's just horrible. And Brian Alvarez always has the line. At the end of this match, I was less into her than I was at the start. And so were the crowd. You could audibly hear. You could feel the shine coming off Asuka as this match went on. Yeah, should have been a squash. It should have been what you said. Absolutely baffling. Next up, we have Alexa Bliss coming out. Kind of a pretty good promo, as she always does. uh, On just everything, really. Just the crowd on AJ and Bala looking longingly into each other's (laughs) eyes that that gets a you deserve
3: it chant why don't i she i love you trying to get the you deserve it chant yeah, going it yeah. was so awesome and uh yeah just like the she controls the crowd mm. so well she is an absolute master of her craft i i'm a big big alexa bliss fan cutting a promo on natty and then cutting a bit of a promo on mickey james as well and then mickey james comes out kicks an awesome DDT, mm. and the crowd she pop huge so yeah I, I, Mickey James is absolutely on fire at the moment yeah. I'm, I'm, but again, this is what I mean Like I'm glad this program isn't over but it does have that roadblock at the end of it of just, oh yeah, but we've got to do the Alexa Bliss versus Natty match at Survivor Series because that's the only night of the year that you'll see Raw and Smackdown superstars collide in the same ring so we've got to just kind of put the brakes on this for a little bit, but still book it for the next few Raw's, but then stop it so we can do Survivor Series and then carry on afterwards You mean the uh, weekly booking is under siege? <laughs> <laughs> That's really? what it is. You're right. It, it, no, no, it's hashtag. It's under hashtag S- under siege. siege
2: yeah. Uh, Dave Meltzer pointed out the size of Mickey James' heels here. <laughs>
3: they were enormous,
2: and she still she still hit a pretty impressive D D T. D- 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 Mickey D- D, I should say. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, very good. Next up, uh, because backstage. Oh, backstage. I've missed out this. Segment. So
3: backstage, we had um, Kurt Angle standing there. To, and I think he was like looking at the TV uh, monitor. Yeah. And then Bailey and Le- and Banks walk in. Both being incredibly insufferable because the verbiage that they give them is dreadful.
2: Well done, Kurt. You yeah, made yeah, your yeah. return. Yeah. You're amazing, Kurt. Cheers. I'm pretty amazing.
3: <laughs> no one's over. <laughs> and then Crazy Like a Fox walks in wearing her T-shirt that she was babbering on about last week. Just made absolutely no reference to the fact that she's wearing her own T-shirt. because speak. Despite the fact that was the storyline last week. Yeah. And then she, to her credit, was actually quite funny in this segment. And then they booked a triple threat for them later on in that night, where the winner would be the captain for Team Raw. So I read the original plan was
2: for Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the uh, to, to decide the the Raw Women's Captain. So Alicia Fox being added and therefore winning was a very last minute call. You know mm. how PW Insider breaks what's going to happen, the matches for Raw and SmackDown on like several hours before the show starts. Yeah. Up until that point, it was it was Banks versus Bailey. So, yeah, they decided to go with Fox well, uh, in the end. We'll talk about that more later. But, yes, the, uh, the TLC replay hour continued. The, the middle
3: hour of Raw really was just you could completely missable. Oh, it was yeah. just, it, I, I mean, I don't want to play my, my hand here too early, but I thought this was a... Uh, started off great, mm. then just dipped down, picked back up a little bit, but then dropped right back down again before the, the end. It was literally a W.
2: So uh, Jason Jordan beats Elias next. As I've written here, snore, Elias gets DQ'd. Well, not completely snore because they went like a minute in the ring and then they went outside and Jordan had some awesome moments, you know, picking up Elias, Mm. charging into the barricades and he was so awesome and he looked so fired up. The crowd were cheering Jason Jordan. Okay. And I was like, "That I'm into this. He looked really good. And then he drove him into the, uh, the the barricade again. Elias is down. He goes for another charge. And that's when he gets hit in the shoulder with the uh, the guitar.
3: Looking at my notes here, I now know why I didn't remember any of that. Because all of my notes are just around Booker T's commentary. Right, yes. Do you want to talk uh, about this? Because Booker T loses it in this match. Just talking about how when he, Elias hit him with a guitar... Booker T goes like "I oh, he got what he deserved Because he was cheating Yeah And then Cole and Corey Graves Just start laughing you are like What are you talking about Where was he cheating He was like Oh he was cheating All over the place He got what he deserved Yeah And that's that was all my takeaway I was like What are you on about Well do you know what he said He said It's because he's
2: outside the ring Yeah That's not illegal The referee had a 10 count on No one was counted out Yep the match was awarded to Jason Jordan yeah. via DQ on Elias's part. It is Booker T is has gone from being comically bad, which he started off, to me actually wanting David Otunga now. Oh it's, yeah, it's gotten it's it's gone past funny.
3: There are a few people who've got in touch with me on Twitter whenever I complain about Booker T's commentary, saying like, "Oh, it could be worse. It could be David Otunga." I'm like, "Do you know what? I would gladly have David Otunga now because David Otunga at least pays attention to what mm. is going on. He doesn't offer anything." He doesn't offer anything insightful, but he also doesn't ruin matches. That, he doesn't actively take away from things. He, I would so much rather mm. David Otunga or just or no one and just have the two-man booth. Yeah, Booker T
2: is actually de- de- detracting from matches rather than adding to yeah. them.
3: Next up, we had
2: uh, Brock Lesnar, or should I say Paul Heyman, answering Jinder Mahal's May Hall's challenge from SmackDown last week. Which had already been answered for him. Yes, because, you know, the the match was announced in the opening segment. But Heyman took a really interesting approach here. Yeah, he really did. He didn't say, like, he, he openly acknowledged... Whenever I talk, I don't trash Brock Lesnar's opponents because anyone who steps into this ring with Brock Lesnar deserves to be applauded and they have some, you know, some inner guile. Uh, Jinder, however, he's not on Brock's level. And it's like, ooh, because I was. Chris Jericho always writes in his first book how you need, and I never knew this before I read it, uh, but it makes total sense. Never bury your opponent opponent's abilities. You can make fun of them, you can do all these things, but if they beat you and you've been saying they're crap and they can't beat, like along those lines, uh, you look bad and they don't look any better either because mm-hmm.
3: yeah. So it's And if you say bad stuff and then you win, who did you beat? Exactly because they're clearly a loser. Exactly. So Paul Heyman took that route. Now, this could
2: work. This could work if Jinder then goes on a competitive rampage over the next four weeks, proves himself, and then uh, loses a valiant effort to Brock Lesnar. I think that that would be an actual way to make Jinder look actually pretty good, especially ahead of the India tour at the first week of December. Yeah,
3: that's clearly not
2: the plan. Mm, because it looks like it's. I think Jinder, well, we know Jinder's injured, so he's not competing at the moment. in In weekly TV matches, at least, he's not really competing. On how shows in dark matches is being kept in six man tags to help him out. So that I think he's gonna be con- I think he's gonna get a cheat I think he's gonna get a cheat and victory over Brock.
3: You really think he's gonna yeah, win? Yeah, the way Paul said you that you think that they're going to just ruin all of their plans that they've been doing all year long to build to Roman Reigns getting the belt at WrestleMania just to have Jinder beat uh, him before the India Tour? I mean what the hell am I talking about? Of course they would do that. Yeah. Of course they would do that. What am I talking about? Yeah. I don't know Uh, but I thought this was I mean here's a stunning revelation Paul Heyman cuts a fantastic promo like this was a great promo Mm. and it was just really interesting as you said because he literally was staying there burying Jinder saying like you are not good enough to beat Randy Orton you are not good enough to beat Shinsuke Nakamura you are not good enough to be uh, Brock Lesnar you're not his contemporary you are not his equal Mm. you're so far below him and as fans were like well yeah That is true. And, you know, had they done better booking for Jinder since he won the championship, maybe that this Survivor Series match might have actually meant something. But they haven't done that because clearly that was never the aim. Jinder was never meant to be the guy. He was just holding the championship until the India tour. And then he won't be champion come next year. But, yeah, it was just really, really interesting. It
2: struck me today, if we were still in the pay-per-view era, and the idea is, rather than being locked into a W... Not locked into, but sort of like a gym membership. You pay your £10 or nine ninety nine every month, and you get the WWE Network. You sort of forget about it. You set it and forget it. In the old pay-per-view days, you had to actively buy the pay-per-view every month. Sometimes, you, in the older days, you had to call up yeah, your yeah, pay-per-view yeah. provider. It really was a conscious decision. So you really had to convince people, build up both opponents, and make a fight that people wanted to see. This is Survivor Series. If people... If this match was put on in the actual pay-per-view era, like, 90s, 80s, 90s, and to the early noughties, this would be an absolute failure. Like, a, Complete a huge dead.
3: money loser. No one wants to see Brock
2: Lesnar versus Jinder
3: Mahal. No, but the I think the WWE mentality is like, ah, but it's the WWE champion versus the Universal champion. So, like, totally that, right. that's the draw. It's mm. champion v. champion. But as like I've said, like, it's historically... In since the brand split, champion versus champion matches have never drawn for WWE. They mm. never draw when they drew them when they did them on pay-per-view. They they did very bad ratings when they did them on television. So that's not a draw. Particularly it's not a draw here when your WWE champion is Jinder Mahal.
2: It's a narcissistic approach to promoting. That is WWE is the name rather than as you can look at any sport, it's the individual characters that people get invested in. The individual sports, not team sports, team sports people follow the teams regardless i don't
3: know because even in team sports there are certain members of those teams that are more over than anyone else and break through to the mainstream sure
2: yeah so it's it's always about the characters not the banner of wwe so yeah very frustrating stuff yeah alicia fox beat bailey and sasha banks as we previously alluded to in the next match in a three-way which means she's the captain for the raw women's champ uh Whatever team, a Survivor Series. This
3: match was very bad early on, and only got worse. It was just a very, very, very bad match. So it was. Um, but again, and... that's actually that ties into what you said about PW Insider saying it was meant to be mm. Banks versus Bailey. That's what you're being planned for, and then like, oh, actually, you throw Alicia Fox in there. Well, now we've got a plan for a three-way. Sure. And you know, unfortunately, the NXT way of te- treating, teaching, treating, teaching women in NXT was that they weren't taught to just call matches on the fly. They would actually just rehearse matches over and over and over again until they got them mm. right. So when you move up to the main roster and you have to kind of just change things on the fly, maybe this is what happens then. Mm. And you just end up having very sloppy matches. The, yeah, the, the in-ring work was not
2: good. But Fox herself... Was so more interesting
3: than Banks and Bailey,
2: and that's really sad. It
3: is very sad. Considering
2: I considering the other two.
3: Yeah, I did laugh when she got out of the ring to grab the bell and started ringing it. Especially then, and credit to here to Booker. He went, "Oh, the match is over." Mm-hmm. He probably was asleep. <laughs> he only comes to when
2: the everyone's been cheating. When he hears the bell, uh, my favourite bit was Alicia behind Bailey doing, mimicking
3: Bailey, doing a solid job of mimicking oh, her as well. I thought,
2: like, like the bend and everything, oh, she got it absolutely spot on. I like. You know and ability aside
3: Alicia Fox was really good in this match And again I hate to say it But she hit a better bailey to belly Than bailey has done in ages mm. Like and it to... was a really solid
2: Belly to belly suplex And it was Northern Lights suplex city At the start uh, So yeah out of like I'd... They have actually done a good job here Because if Banks became the team captain If bailey became the team captain I'd just go yeah, Okay let's move on Same as last week Alicia Fox, I'm actually interested in.
3: Yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd say that. it. It sort of turns the thing into a bit of a joke, which I'm not as keen on. But it is, it is a more interesting way of doing yeah. it. Um, there was also a moment in this match when Banks had Alicia Fox in the bank statement, and Foxy starts reaching for the ropes, mm. and Michael Cole's going like, "Doesn't really matter because it's a triple threat. Rope breaks don't count." And then Booker T goes oh, She's reaching for the ropes She might get out of this It's a triple threat Rope case And you know <laughs> c- Credit to Booker T He wasn't the only one That messed up there Like It, it just seems to be that You can't every, and Even in triple threat matches Everyone still just goes for the ropes They just go into autopilot mode And just go for all those things Well Specifically Alicia Fox Because she also tries to
2: Pin people outside the ring
3: Kurt Angle did make that yeah, joke Earlier yeah. in the night He says like Oh Alicia <coughs> Just remember You can only pin people Inside the ring
2: Next, that we had a cruiserweight ten-man tag, which is obviously built into a Survivor Series match. Uh, apparently, originally, per the PW Insider report, this was this was meant to be an elimination match. Mm. So I'm glad they didn't do that because now they can do that at Survivor Series. But are they
3: having a Survivor Series <clears throat> match? Because Kat I don't Ang- know yet. Because well, Cat Angle announced there are going to be two elimination matches: mm. one featuring the women and one featuring the dudes.
2: Well, I yeah, but you know, it's not beyond them to add something. This could be a a great pre-show match. it would be a good kick-off a pre-show match. Uh, in Raw versus SmackDown, where there's 205 Live go.
3: Yeah. Uh, Drew Gulak was just the best.
2: The opening bit here. So Enzo is still suffering. Apparently, he's just lost his voice. It's nothing to do with the viral outbreak thing backstage. So Drew Gulak did all of Enzo's promo stick written out for him off a clipboard. But in sort of, you know, in, in Drew Gulak's in Drew politician Gullet, yeah. speak and it was so good and what made it even better was enzo mutely looking at him like what are you what are you doing man yeah you're ruining my words <laughs> and uh that yeah that, and then they all spelt out s w a f when enzo said it uh great great heel faction yeah well great enzo great true the others were, were there were there but uh, they weren't given anything to work with. No. The, uh, the baby face team, though. Team is, Lucha uh, Lucha? Is my, I really don't like just plucky baby face. <laughs> like, where they're all just excited. It reminds me of drama students. And I, I hate the way drama students just walk around and just start stretching
3: in weird places. Circus people do it a lot as well. I felt... So sorry for the four lads when they had to be backstage doing the lucha lucha thing. I was like, oh, I can just see a little bits of them dying mm. inside, and then they had to go out and do it all again on the stage. It was like, team lucha lucha, yes. Yeah. And that's it's. It sounds so stupid when you say it. I'm sure when you're like, oh, because he goes lucha lucha, we'll call them that team lucha. But He's like, nope, it's team lucha lucha. It's
2: it. They, they look like they sound like idiots. Yeah. They looked like idiots. looked like
3: idiots. When the match started though. They were incredible. Grand Metalik, man. Grand Metalik is yeah. so—he's good He's awesome. The, uh, the, the rope walk. He, I forgot oh. how good he is.
2: Uh, there were some crazy things here: moon salts to the outside, loads of dives. Crowd mostly disinterested,
3: unfortunately. Um, Mustafa Ali. Launched himself like an absolute rocket. Mm-hmm. Completely missed his target, but oh the, yeah, the, completely overshot. Like, then like the height that that man gets and the distance he can get, I, I think mustafa Ali is so good. Yeah, we love uh, mustafa Ali. Calisto uh, pinned
2: Amore to win, mm-hmm. which I see what they're doing because then it furthers their feud. But like, why? I would much prefer Calisto to pin another one of the heels. Yeah, keep Enzo relatively safe like he doesn't always have to lose
3: yeah and it's a shame as well because the story of the match they were telling and this is this is something you could have saved for survivor series which was that enzo wasn't getting in the match he was Mm. sending his lackeys in to do it then all of his lackeys got taken out and he got accidentally tagged in and then got pinned yeah you could have done that at survivor series as well where all four of his guys get eliminated and then he has to get in Mm. and wrestle interesting story to tell they've opted not to do that.
2: Yeah, just have Enzo... What's his strength? Talking. Have Enzo on the outside at Survivor Series just cutting promos on people in the match, people on the crowd, doing a bit of commentary live at ringside. And, uh, yeah, but at the end, he's the only man standing and has to get in the ring. Yeah. Great. Could have worked. So the main event, which really was the bit that saved the show, was Kurt Angle coming out to say... To to announce the raw main uh, the raw the team raw for Survivor Series and I thought I know how these segments work one by one they're going to come out and then there's going to be a bit of a scuffle someone else might come out be like why am I not in there then Braun Strowman's music hits he's still alive you know Samoa Joe returns that's what I sort of had in mind for this but they gave me something I didn't know I wanted and executed it very very well Shane McMahon came out through the crowd when his music hit it took a while for him to appear flanked by all of Smackdown's mid-card so no, none of your top guys so, someone said they saw Nakamura in. Nakamura was there oh wow okay Styles I
3: and Nakamura were part of oh, it oh right and... yeah, but you're right it's all their mid-card yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Jinder Mahal wasn't there
2: <laughs> yeah stars like Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton weren't there mm. so they all come out and, uh, and Sami Zayn wasn't there as well which is very good because that's excellent he's in a feud with Shane McMahon yeah that would be awful
3: that was the other thing that wound me up about Shane like and again kind of Driving a halt to yeah. the storylines that you're telling This is Shane's big return after Hell in a Cell Just not focused on Sammy whatsoever He's more focused on Survivor Series yeah, Which that, I just think just, it's just dreadful storytelling
2: That was a shame, McMahon hey. uh, And they, they surrounded Kurt Angle And I thought, okay, they're going to have a standoff here And no, they actually like proper healed it up And went for Kurt Angle Kurt did a great job of sort of Half walking, half running to the back Kind of selling confusion and terror at the same time And Team Blue, get him! So they all go back and just like storm through the backstage area and have a series of very fun encounters. Hmm. Uh, Beat up Titus worldwide as soon as they saw them. Uh, Baron Corbin just chucking a random production guy and saying, "Who are
3: you?" (laughs) That was I (laughs) love.
2: I I don't know know
3: about you. I felt very sorry for the TV. Like they literally ganged up on this TV and they're like, "Look, it's a TV!"
2: It's a TV that's got a raw graphic. It's just turning off, man. The TV's done nothing. Uh, and Chad G were just kicking the lights. You walk past it, yeah. And the, yeah, that that was a good bit. Uh, they're walking along, and it's mainly uh, the new day and Rusev. Oh, who just,
3: Rusev was on fire in this segment. Yeah,
2: beanie Rusev. So when he's wearing a beanie hat, he just looks awesome. Yeah. And the three of them really felt intimidating, and yeah, it was it was a very forceful invasion. And it could have just been a bit jokey and jovial, but no, it it felt like something. Uh, they chased off a bunch of women, the heel women, so Alicia, no, um, Alexa Bliss, Emma, Dana Brooke, who were having their makeup done. Of course. Uh, and then there was a, a tense standoff between the Raw women and the, the SmackDown women. SmackDown women easily beat them up. I think that's fine. I saw people have problems with that. I like, do oh, no,
3: but they were beating up everyone
2: back then. Yeah, so. you could have, like, they're like, but it's just four on four. It's a fairer fight. You could have protected the Raw women. No, I don't know. I was like, know. but they're caught by surprise. Yeah, They've by already surprise, wrestled, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Um, they go to the locker room and they beat up Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows. Chad Gable goes right for Jason Jordan. Brilliant touch. Uh, and poor Matt Hardy walks out the bathroom, just having done a crap, a broken crap. <laughs> And, uh, and he gets broken up. And he just gets like the crap beaten out of
3: him. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and Finn Balor's there as well. He gets beaten up. Uh, this is the actual. Although I will say that sometimes they didn't shoot this very well because I didn't even realise Finn Balor was there mm-hmm. until I got to the studio and you told me, oh yeah, and they beat up Finn. I was like, did they? I didn't even see him there. Yeah. Uh,
2: the, and just to add to the coolness, they're walking along uh, the SmackDown just on this rampage, and then there's the shield above them and the shield jump and sort of get the better of them for the while a while i
3: thought that was all awesome. that was yeah, that really was cool, cool yeah.
2: then they get Kurt and drag him to the ring uh, and and shane's like i'll see you at survivor series bring you gold medals and your your four but be- not four best moment and your best men implying that kurt's wrestling at
3: survivor series my favorite moment of this was not beanie rusev it wasn't the new day being great I wish the Usos would have been there because mm. I felt like they really would have fit into this sort of thing. It was Mojo Rawley constantly shouting, what now, Playboy, to everyone he was beating up. Just what, like, what a weird, weird odds thing to shout. Just to continuously shout, what now, Playboy, what now? He wants a t-shirt.
1: So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast. And use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See Site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare.
0: That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at
1: uh1.com. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
3: It's a SmackDown review, Magal, I
2: love it. We got us a flying soul. Continuing our theme of double speak, SmackDown opened with Michael Cole speaking to me, looking at me directly through the camera, and the name bar graphic, Tom Phillips
3: hilarious that was
2: brilliant especially because of what happened last week where i didn't realize (laughs) michael cole had replaced tom phillips because tom phillips is on assignment he's gotten married Uh, don't
3: know why they can't just say that yeah like we we wish you well well done might give them personality though and that Mm. really is not the case that's what they don't want yeah people only have a certain amount of pops in them
2: and you don't want them to pop for anything else other than that one move (laughs) other than the finish in the entrance really yeah. really overprotect the crowd so the crowd were very hot
3: though for Shane McMahon as he walked out hot crowd all night mm. most of the night at least at the start anyway they might have had it beaten out for them but they were a very good crowd I really enjoyed them I think a lot of it really does
2: have to do with the genuine excitement that the closing segment of Raw created yeah, yeah. Shane McMahon sort of comes back and for a moment there it's like how are you gonna play this you're gonna are you
3: going to go weird heel out of nowhere? Because they were very heelish yeah. on Raw. But I loved how they justified it on SmackDown because he still sounded like the baby face. And I, I, again, as we've always said, the heel is always at their best when they're yeah. right.
2: Yeah, and it was just like, it's it it's not good versus evil. It's just Shane McMahon beat them to the punch. Yeah. It was going to happen. It was going to happen uh, regardless. And he even got... Not the hashtag part, but he got under siege. Going as
3: a chance. I was going to say. So in my notes for Raw, I wrote down: stop saying under siege. No one knows what it means, and that was quite evidence because when he said it to Kurt Angle, when he said uh, when they were out in front of the crowd, he said, under siege. No one reacted, because that again as a Vince McMahonism. Mm. It's not like it's the WCW when the NWO came in, they were like we're taking over, because that's something that people can understand That's a layman's term. Of just like we're coming in, and we're taking over. They didn't come in and go like. We're, take, we're Under Siege That Steven Seagal movie on the boat Where he's a chef I think Under Siege is a People know what that means I'm, Well, c- Going by that crowd reaction where no one popped for it
2: I, But everyone chanted it That's what, under I mean. siege. That, that's what I'm under saying siege. I
3: think then because it was drilled in And then because they did start doing hashtag Under Siege And all of the blue people on Twitter Were saying Under Siege Roy you've just been taken Under mm. Siege Then Shane McMahon kept saying on Smackdown the crowd got it. So as the point I was making was, uh, credits to WWE, you took a term that no one understood on Raw, then less than 24 hours later, got got the crowd chanting I see,
2: I see what you mean. So I sometimes, thought you were
3: No, so sometimes, if you just keep saying things often enough, eventually the crowd will chant for it. Eventually the whole crowd will chant,
2: Fantasy warfare, <laughs> come to life. Fantasy warfare, come to life. The Ultimate only thrill night.
3: ride. <laughs> the only night of the year where SmackDown and Raw stars collide in the ring. Uh.
2: Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. This <laughs> be WrestleMania 34's tagline next year. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed, like you said, I really enjoyed Shane's stuff here. And I said in my review, and I'm proud of this pun, so I'm going to say it again, Shane McBatman. Because it's sort of like it's that me- methodology. He's not the bad guy. He's just the guy who's got a plan for everything. Yeah. He's, it's a tactical thing. However, with all the spectacle and the the, gen- the, the very fun excitement of an invasion angle... Sami Zayn. The human stuff was the best stuff here.
3: Well, again, because we've got to just like sometimes put the brakes onto storylines. Mm. We've got to put the brakes onto this uh, Survivor Series storyline, so we can get back into gear, so we can carry on the other storyline that we had to stop previously for Survivor Series stuff. So Sami Zayn can come out and they can c- can continue that feud that they mm. had previously. And I love this Sami Zayn so, so good. much, so so much. The way that he dances to his music, mm. the way he danced in the ring, just it just staring Shane McMahon in the face and doing his dance was so good. Mm. He's excellent at this role. I love this, Sammy Zane. Uh, yeah,
2: I I love it as well. It's just the the way he said me, uh, no hard feelings. And he goes out to shake the hand and, Shane just <laughs> knocks it away. It away. and Sammy says me and Kevin Owens have talked it over and we're Okay, we'll lead the we'll lead Team yeah, SmackDown so well, after carrying this on our backs, and it just fits so well with how they see themselves. Uh, just this really cocky, um, acting out heel group. Yeah, I I love it, and it just this. Although a lot of the storylines and feuds have had to be halted, this is a good way to entwine these two storylines because a lot of people have said, especially spoiler, Sammy loses in the main event. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Survivor series and a few people have said this on Twitter to me, maybe Kevin Owens and Sammy come out and uh cost, cost Smackdown. SmackDown the the thing. Well, the, that's where the, I'm the my, match.
3: that was my thinking as well, especially because SmackDown won last year. So mm. realistically you're thinking Raw are gonna win this year. Yeah,
2: but uh Shane said, We don't need your help. Uh it's the land of opportunity, so I'm gonna put you in a match with Randy Orton. Land of opportunity. Of yeah. Land of opportunity. It's, which wasn't like That sort of diplomatic, I'm going to put you in a match then to earn that right, wasn't what I wanted from Shane McMahon. I wanted a bit more anger and fire
3: against. You did have the commentators really trying to sell this uh, as like I I don't know how Shane is like really holding himself back from beating up Sami Zayn. He must be raging Mm. on the inside. Kind of like trying to save face because you have to do this more diplomatic thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the commentators did their best, but that's why that's why I hate this Raw vs SmackDown thing for Survivor Series. I'd much rather because they were building these Raw Survivor Series matches and these SmackDown Survivor Series matches. I don't know why they didn't just stick with that rather than doing mm. Raw v SmackDown. Uh, one other
2: thing I noticed about this was. Shane's no good on the mic.
3: He, well, you know, who had, he was bad, but Daniel Bryan had a very bad night. Oh, I thought he was okay. Oh, I thought he was really bad, particularly in that the final segment. Hmm. I thought I, he was very bad.
2: I do, you know, when some people have built up so much goodwill with you, you, you just <laughs> let bits like that slide. I do. He wasn't on his A game for the final bit, but uh, shame at man is just he's
3: he's. I don't know why it was more apparent to me tonight than any hmm. other time, but I just. He's not good. I I thought he he was mostly fine, Mm. but he was nowhere near as good as Sammy, because Sammy was very, very good. Maybe that's it. Maybe that exposed uh, Sammy's got this very good character, and
2: Shane McMahon is just a bit of a robot. Uh, The first match, however, was American Beater beating The New Day. With the Usos on commentary, the Usos
3: were the best thing about this. Usos were absolutely awesome. Well, actually, the best thing about this was this match was presented Mm. to us by Jolly Ranchers. Keep on sucking... You're succeeding Michael Cole Yeah
2: I mean there's so many So uh, as soon as he said it uh, so If if you sort of missed this part Michael Cole does the usual This match is presented by our sponsors yada 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 And the cat. The tagline is Keep, keep on, on sucking, sucking because it's like a sweet A sour sweet I guess uh, We don't know what Jotty Ranchers is over here don't in have the UK him, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, He says that keep on sucking And then someone else on the commentary team Goes What <laughs> And then they just go straight into the normal commentary. And I don't know who's... It sounded like either Byron, I, but it could be one of the Usos. I thought it was one of the Usos. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I that's think it might be. really
3: made me laugh. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> what? <laughs> As I said to you in a gaming studio, that's the sort of thing that when you're Michael Cole, you've gone into work today, it's like, okay, Michael, here's all of your lines that you've got to say. Mm-hmm. You've got to plug this match. Here's their tagline. And you just read that and go like... Oh, well, this is all I'm getting on Twitter for the next 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there was, like, that happened.
2: I was like, it's almost like there's so many jokes you can (laughs) write. I don't know which path to take for the Raw, uh, the SmackDown review script. So, uh, I went for, yep, you suck, Michael Cole. But it could have easily been a blowjob joke. Easily. Uh, So, yeah, the the most interesting thing about this was a fun five minute match. I think it had the ad break Mm shtick in the middle as well. Was that Shelton Benjamin. Shelton, Shelton, Benjamin, effectively cheated to win the match. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't the most well done thing. After a pretty decent um, high flying bit, Chad Gable pushed Xavier Woods into the into the ropes while the referee's back was turned, and Shelton Benjamin delivered Shelton Benjamin delivered a very weak looking kick to Woods's sort of kidney area. And Chad Gable didn't even hit a move on him afterwards, just pinned him. Not even a roll-up, yeah. it was just a pin.
3: And that was enough for a three count. Cor- that was, uh, yeah, that wasn't very good. Corey really tried to save this by saying like, oh man, he kicked him so hard, winded him enough that mm. he couldn't muster up the energy to kick out. Good good save, Corey. But um, yeah, perhaps hitting a move would have been a better option. Yeah, uh, So it, but this
2: sort of builds on last week's heelish promo that maybe chad gable and shelton benjamin are going to be the bad guys because the usos definitely do feel a lot more
3: face smackdown is lacking a heel tag team right now particularly now that the usos are so yeah yeah uh, face driven i did like when they showed the replay of that segment from last week when they went to do the handshake and then missed it they cut back to the usos and one of them goes can't believe you fell for that (laughs) They're very good. Uh The next thing was the women's
2: Survivor Series team segment backstage. All the
3: girls standing in a row. Yeah, just
2: like on Raw. It's, this is how it's going to be. The men don't all stand no. in a row, do they? It's always the women. They no, just no, hang the, out
3: like a gaggle. The men did. They did at the uh, TLC just before they went out for their uh, yeah. match. Miz was standing there flanked by them all standing but, in a row. But, like,
2: they're a team. They're not an entire division. Not all the... Remember when the cruiserweights did? Yeah. There was like a whole room of cruiserweights. That's where they sleep. Yeah, they're uh, all
3: standing in a row. Um, and guess what? We're leading to another multi-woman match because that's all SmackDown can do. Uh, Daniel Bryan did have a good line.
2: He came out and he it, like to the backstage area with all the women and said, "The good news is you're all on the team." Uh, and Lana steps forward and goes, "But there is six of us." And Brian goes, apart from you, Lana.
3: <laughs> After saying he had a bad night, he was
2: very <laughs> was good Very, there. Good. very good. Uh Carmella said, where's James Ellsworth? And that set
3: up Fashion Dogs.
2: The yeah. Reservoir Dogs parody of Fashion
3: Files. What did you think? This was the best Fashion Files in a while. Are you I, kidding? I loved this one. I thought it was hilarious. Do you not like well, it? I thought it was possibly the least funny. Oh, really? How interesting. I mean, I didn't hate
2: it, but like... Everything else is of such high quality that oh, they I do. I thought this was
3: great. No, I. What lo- did you like? about I it loved so this. Much? Okay, so you, the, the fashion files—they were doing a skit of Reservoir Dogs. So you did kind of the Reservoir Dogs introduction thing, which was which, very good. Which is very slow, and you got the Ascension like running up behind them as if to join in, and then you've got a moment where like they're going like, "Hey, we're friends, we're friends," and it's all slow mm-hmm. motion. I loved it. I thought that was very funny. You cut it in there, and you're doing the skit of the scene where Michael Mazden is cutting off uh, the cop's ear. And you've got him, you've got James Ellsworth And James Ellsworth's trapped there And they set up the joke earlier in the night By Carmella saying I don't know where James, well, James Ellsworth is He's missing mm. So this pays off here With James Ellsworth sitting there And they have the line from the movie "Is like Are you going to bark all day little doggy Or are you going to bite But he says the line And then James Ellsworth bit him Because he's a dog That was quite a nice Little very niche joke there mm. But it made me chuckle You had the Ascension drinking gasoline made me laugh then then pointing out the idiocy of just like guys we've already solved this case. oh no they said like oh case closed I was like no it's not case closed you haven't solved anything still got 2b who attacked you who dragged us away pointing out the the kind of the stupidity of the fashion files not following up on storylines but the bit that really got me that really made me laugh was Carmella storming in to get James Ellsworth and then said what are you doing I'm not part of your skit
2: <laughs> that was good. It
3: is great because it just highlights the fact that these two are in their own little worlds. Mm. These skits do exist within SmackDown Live. That is good. But they are separate from it. It's just really funny. They don't realise they're in skits. I really liked it and I loved the setup for Stranger Things mm. next week. We'll say the underpants stuff wasn't funny. That was very Childish, but you know, whatever that, that's that's what took me out of it. I just, the, Although, I did like it when he just slung them over his shoulder.
2: Yeah, that was good. The yeah, so the James Ellsworth was in there because he had he's been seen with a briefcase, seen with a briefcase. Of course, that was a nice tie in, but yeah. I just didn't really work for me. I just I didn't find it as funny as usual. However, the Stranger Things, very funny name. Really looking forward to next week to see what they do, especially because season two is out on Friday. It's so about depends if
3: it does happen next week. Really. Yeah, that's the, a good point. The fashion files have been known for promising us stuff the following week and then never delivering. But you
2: think if they want to capitalise fully on the, the release of it on Netflix, they'd do it the, the week of the release, you know? Yeah. Now, here's... Because I said to Luke, Luke hasn't seen my Smackdown review yet, where I... Propose this theory and Luke loves stranger things. I do love stranger things. So, I'm you... re
3: I'm rewatching the first season as yeah. we talk.
2: So here's here's something they could do. Okay. Next week stranger earth things. The Bludgeon brothers are obviously the uh the 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 assailants well, as, as, far the as far as we know. Where have the where have the Bludgeon brothers cut their promos from so far? In the woods. A blacked out room first. Mm-hmm. And in a very grainy looking woods. Oh
3: right, you think? Are they in the the upside upside down? down?
2: And now let me quote from you, quote for you. My my apologies. uh, Harper and Rowan's lines from their promo on this episode. Up is down. Up is down. Down is up. Yeah, that's very interesting. I came up with that myself. (laughs) Didn't even steal it from Reddit. I was so happy
3: that's very good there was actually a moment when Corey goes after his finish, like i wish someone would send me to the upside down mm. that was the only thing i didn't like about this or i particularly don't like about michael cole being on smackdown is michael cole burying these segments by saying this is stupid yeah shut up michael cole what do you know these segments are great i i liked it i'm big fan of stranger things so i'm very much looking forward to that
2: also uh, w- one positive about the commentary is how they put over and kept cutting back to the doors the locked doors with the invisible WWE security team that usually do such a great job of keeping everyone out, and that like throughout the night they were were on guard for Raw's retaliation, mm. and it was that was a nice, it was really well set up I thought as a looming threat. And then the next segment was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon backstage, first time we've seen them together since uh, Hell in a cell, cell, yeah. And Daniel Bryan was like, "When were you gonna tell me about your little invasion plan?" Mm. Which is, you know, like of course Brian would be furious. He's the general manager. All of his talent were taken away from him like this. And uh, you know, made to do something that could break certain rules. You're you're reckless, it's gonna have consequences. But Brian like Shane was like, Well that's that's my job and Daniel you know, said mm-hmm. that well Yeah. So I that's some really interesting tension between them there. I'm yeah. very curious to see where that goes. Next up, Sinkara versus Baron Corbin. He got
3: his second consecutive win over Corbin. Certainly did. I thought there was some pretty decent action in this for a little while. Uh, and then Corb's got himself disqualified. For, for an extended beatdown. I just didn't care.
2: I, I didn't well, care.
3: Well, no. I mean, yeah, I'm, okay. I don't care. You're yeah. saying that it was some decent action. Sure.
2: The It's just, I said it earlier. The US title meant something uh,
3: a month or two ago. And now it's but even then it didn't nothing. even then it didn't feel like a lot because you and I were not invested in the AJ um, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens storyline. So really, it's not felt like a lot for some time now. But like Actually, what it's not felt like a lot all year. But let's just say Owens
2: and AJ do have name recognition. Hmm. That did somewhat elevate the United States title. Baron Corbin then gets it. Okay, but you need someone else of good name value in there to sort of balance it out. But now you put Sin Cara in there.
3: Pew, it's just is this, fallen why is this not Ty Dillinger the storyline plays out yep. the same way with Ty Dillinger but that makes sense because that was the story you were building previously before Hell in a Cell mm. so I don't understand why it's now Sin Cara in that role
2: you, you could th- there are so many different people you could put in this spot like Bri- a member of brizango mm-hmm. like uh, Rusev face Randy Orton I don't know something that elevates the, the United States belt but I guess because everyone's going to be tied up in the Survivor Series team match. Chuck Sinkara with him, I don't know. Uh, more rubbishness. Next was Jinder's boring promo, I found,
3: about Brock Lesnar. I have written possibly the worst note I've ever written in any of my note takings for uh, a review mm-hmm. I've done. I've written here, Jinder would be so much better if he'd been booked better. Just do it better. Just, just, just do it better. Just,
2: it's not that hard. <laughs> just, do it, just
3: do it better. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. But like the, but the, <laughs> the, the point of that, that awful, awful note is that it just, it, as we said in the Raw review, it just, it's killed all credibility of the Survivor Series main event because Jinder has been booked so poorly. Mm. No one takes him seriously. And as a result, it's now really rubbish. And I'm really over this Jinder experiment. I can't wait for this India tour to be over. I don't want to be that guy that's just like, oh, Jinder's devaluing the WWE title. Jinder's—he's ruining SmackDown. Just take the belt off of him." But I am feeling like just—I can't wait for the title to, to mean something again. Mm. I really can't. I—I'm I, so bored of Jinder Mahal now. Jinder Mahal.
2: Yeah, it's and like the next two weeks at least. Well, this week and next week, are AJ Styles beating Singh Brothers? We know how that's going to go. It's not particularly interesting, even though they're all quite fun performers. Uh, it's a waste of AJ. It's a waste of Jinder when he should be starting to build himself up for Brock. It's all bad. It's, it's all, all
3: bad. it's all very bad. Although, I mean, this is what I will say about this: is that they are building AJ versus Jinder better than they built uh, Jinder versus Nakamura. Mm. And the other thing as well is that, like, a why did Nakamura get this sort of booking treatment, and b why did Nakamura never get his revenge? On Jinder Mahal for for all the cheating, considering that they let Randy Orton have his revenge multiple times, I believe, uh, where he got to pin Jinder Mahal clean in the middle of the ring for his revenge. So how come Nakamura didn't get that? Why has Nakamura just been all of a sudden forgotten about? Because,
2: uh, <laughs> I d- there's no there's no consistency. Because if I say because you're building Jinder up
3: for Brock Lesnar. <coughs>
2: Like, weren't you building up Jinder for Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah, exactly, well, I, yeah. I don't know.
3: I don't know. Yeah, this was this was very bad. And then the match, was. it was a very quick squash match. But, I mean, hey, they're booking um, AJ in Asuka's position better than the
2: are Asuka. Next up was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens backstage. And Owens walked in where Sami Zayn was listening to some music uh, to, to reveal that his opponent next week is Shinsuke Nakamura to be on team. So Kevin Owens, if he wins that, will go on to Team SmackDown. I'm guessing he won't. So you've got this rogue faction for Survivor Series. I agree. Uh, But I thought, you know, I watched this and I thought, ah, because Kevin Owens is unfortunately at home at the moment dealing with personal issues. And I I just assumed this was a pre tape.
3: I don't know, to be honest.
2: I was really shocked at the end when Kevin
3: Owens turned out to be there. Well, I was going to say, I've written in my notes here Owens is here. So I assumed that he was. Oh, I'd, I just thought I'd, that I didn't was, a it was a pre-tape.
2: I just, yeah, because I thought he was still at home. But there you go. Next up, we had the Fatal Five Way uh, match. And he said fatal five-way elimination match, which is what no, was on was what was Raw like. the other yeah, yeah, yeah. week. Uh, which was Becky Lynch beating Charlotte, Carmella, Naomi and Tamina.
3: Job our entrances around, apart from Charlotte and Naomi, because they're the stars.
2: Yeah, Becky Lynch made Carmella tap,
3: which means she's the captain. Yes, I was genuinely surprised. Quite happy to see uh, Becky get a mm. win. And... Maybe get a slight bit of a push. What? Well, yeah. Uh, I think it's up.
2: just. I mean, it's Alicia Fox is the captain on the other team, well, so is it? Well, it doesn't the, really the Mina. Ma- the, the match
3: is a joke, so it doesn't really matter too much. But yeah.
2: Um, I liked Natalia coming, even though she's not involved in the match. She was brought into the middle after everyone's entrances. Yeah. and given a proper ring introduction. That was the great. The best there is. The best
3: there oh, worse, was. That the best there she, ever will she's be. She's the best wrestler in the Hart family. Yeah, loved that. Yeah. I thought it was great. So
2: that was a nice touch. And Tamina looked pretty decent here. I thought. <laughs> yeah. They've effectively. Give another power spot sort of the Nia Jax protection Now ne- Then we had A pretty good Dolph Ziggler promo
3: No no before that Oh have I missed something We had the Bludgeon Brothers Ah because I put it earlier Yeah, yeah. We got the Bludgeon Brothers here Legitimately my new favourite act on Smackdown mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why But now three weeks in I love the Bludgeon Brothers I love their crap promos I love their garbled speak I love their pretty average delivery I love the fact that they hit things with giant hammers I'm, I love this act I can't wait for this act to debut I'll be interested <laughs> to
2: see if you like it in practice Oh,
3: oh yeah, oh absolutely like, I, I, feel, I know this is not a great act hmm. But I love it, it's my new favourite thing on Smackdown Well bully for you <laughs> Dolph Ziggler cut a pretty good promo backstage And it's funny as well because I've written here Budge and Brothers are my new favourite act Dolph Ziggler is not uh, and which is funny then, because time. you thought that uh Dolph Ziggler had a fairly decent promo.
2: Well, it was not really. So I I think Dolph Ziggler is is pretty good. It's it's just where he's He doesn't mean anything anymore. It's, he's re- I don't think he can mean a, anything again until he leaves and comes back. Uh, does stuff elsewhere because yeah. he's just stuck uh, in this 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 holding pattern forever. That he'll never break out of this certain perception people have of him and but he still remains a very good wrestler and a very good promo. It's unfortunately it's all hollow. But he had a line here that I really appreciated and it was like, "Look, me and Bobby Roode were part of that Smackdown invasion last night, but that doesn't mean we're friends." I, was, I really appreciate that line. Yeah, that was that good. Line. Yeah, yeah. Uh then, "Hey, guess who's here backstage also? It's Bobby Roode. And they uh he, just, he's just smiling. He comes in smiling. I said, like, "You've just been talking trash about you." You, look, I don't. Okay, you're going to be a babyface. I disagree with that. At least be a good babyface. Don't yeah. be like this, huh? You've given me a good idea. The number two. How about we have a two out of three fools match?
3: It'll be glorious.
2: Like, you just sound like an idiot.
3: Bobby Roode is not as cool as the Blood and uh, that is true.
2: I agree with that. <laughs> God, what has the world come to? <laughs> Our main event, however, was very good. Really enjoyed this, this was great mm. Randy Orton has upped his Wrestling match game I mean the tag match with Nakamura Versus Rusev and Aiden English Was pretty good That's where I me- remember it happening So it was coming out of the Obviously the two matches with Rusev uh, After SummerSlam mm-hmm. Were no good All the stuff with Jinder beforehand wasn't very good The Nakamura match was very good Remember that armbar yeah, yeah. bar transition off yeah, the yeah. RKO Uh but here, like, you know, that match, this match. Um, and this this was really, really good. So good. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Uh, and I said it in my SmackDown review. Randy's offense is so heelish. Sami Zayn's is so babyface, yet they were always very clearly the opposite to those. Yeah, I, 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 was, just...
3: I thought it was so great. Loved the corner DDT spot. Mm. It's just, I thought this was great from start to end. I yeah. thought they told a really effective story. And an excellent ending where Kevin Owens came out. You think it's going to lead to a distraction roll up, and then Randy Orton uses that distraction to his own advantage because he's not a stupid babyface. Getting revenge for last week for the low blow, hits a low blow of his own, and then just holds Sammy's head up for ages. And then hits the RKO. Yeah. And Michael Cole, to his credit, said, It was an RKO, and for once it wasn't out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Very good.
2: Yeah, this is. It really gives Sammy a good rub as well by being. You know, in in this match, competitive match up until the cheating moment uh, with Randy Orton. And Randy Orton had to cheat to beat him. So that that actually helps elevate Sammy. Definitely. And Randy Orton is now at that point in his career as such a tweener where no one's saying, oh, Randy Orton, heel turn. They effectively told what, uh, yeah, it was great. Great story. Really good. But the actual show ended backstage on Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon saying, we got away with it. Raw didn't come for us. And Brian's like, but they will. They will. And that's on you, Shane. I thought it was, you know, interesting tease. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go first because I think we might differ. Mm. I preferred Raw
3: this week. Smackdown all the way. This is
2: the first time we've differed. So, depending on what you all vote for, counts in the overall uh, battle, I think it might be out of your
3: hands now, though, because I won. It was a draw for... Uh, for TLC. Yeah, I think I need like two points or so. But if I win this and, and I win fancy, and booking. fancy booking warfare, yeah, I might be able to call. It, it could, be a could be a so draw. So this yeah.
2: really, this really matters. I think I'm gonna win this one though. I think. You think? I feel more... like more
3: people will agree with me. Yeah, I'm. I'm you know, I'm willing to concede that people might have preferred Raw. But I, I, for me, I thought Raw had a killer opening match, mm. a superb opening match. But the rest of the show took an absolute nosedive. Up until the uh, the the final uh, angle at the end, which was very very cool, doesn't make a whole lot of sense in storyline, but I thought it was very very cool. But the rest of the show, that three hours, it just dragged and dragged and dragged and dragged. Whereas I thought SmackDown had a really great main event, really liked Sami Zayn, the Bludgeon Brothers are brilliant, loved the Fashion Files, and I I thought there was much more to enjoy on SmackDown Live. Could have done with more Rusev, but you know what show can? Yes. Yeah. of opinion for like Ooh. the first time in four weeks a difference of opinion
2: well it was you know raw usually it's like uh, they're both pretty bad i'll go with this one but i think you know raw has been on a run recently mm, it's been pretty decent weeks
3: i absolutely agree i just there was a lot i didn't like in this mm. week's
2: show which which is fair which is fair i'm not gonna i i could totally see how someone wouldn't like raw i just the bits the good bits of raw i, I really enjoyed
3: i guarantee i'm gonna lose this poll I think everyone's yeah. going to be going for Raw, uh, particularly because you have that killer angle that I think will just, like, overshadow everything. In fact, I was just having some messages from someone on Twitter, because I put up this morning that I thought SmackDown was a great show. And they said, yeah, I mean, it, all the stuff that you said was great, but it didn't have that moment like Raw had. Mm. Which I would argue is, like, well, you can't have the same moment, because otherwise it would just feel redundant. It's actually better to kind of build on this, build it for a few weeks before Raw eventually do it. Yeah have the the invasion so yeah I'm, i i could see why absolutely why someone would uh, prefer raw but for me just like the booking of bala and the booking of asuka and then just like the boring jordan elias match and the cruiserweight match and then blah, 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 and i just i thought it was a bad show i'd have actually given it Boar if i was rating. it the bottom rating no um i thought oh no four is
2: the uh, two out of five
3: sorry i thought i thought a uh, four was wow. uh, two out of five but I, I but feel I, like. But that was only because I thought the, the opening match was so damn good.
2: I feel like, yeah, you, you've gone for just a solid episode of SmackDown where I'm not going to say it is the return of CM Punk, but for, for a lot of people, I think it'd be, this is so amazing, this is the best angle of the year, and it was really cool. Uh, yeah, for all those, but I mentioned it in my review, uh, but the, some people were disappointed there wasn't a retaliation from the Raw roster on SmackDown.
3: It's three weeks Yeah don't do Don't spunk yes. it all now Or yeah. like and just save that stuff And
2: it was nice It was like It made Made Smackdown feel like Oh god I'm gonna say it Like it was under siege <laughs> uh-huh. It's infected uh-huh. For a second though, No I it's the say. best use of Bunkered up There you go I'm gonna say bunker. <laughs> it made them feel like They're in a bunker Defending a fort
3: It felt like it wasn't a night When both Raw and Smackdown stars Collide in the ring
2: They should have had everyone who wasn't wrestling uh, positioned around the arena.
3: Yeah, I thought that would be quite cool, actually, yeah. yeah.
2: Like when they, because they were just showing shots of empty doorways with doors when you could have had Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder doing security.
3: I also forgot to ask you as well, is that like who do you think is going to be on Team Raw then? Uh, because I would assume, based on the angle that they shot, it was everyone that they didn't attack. So, like, The Miz, The Bar, maybe mm. Joe... Um, Kane Because like None of those people Were in that end angle Where it's like Is
2: that Balor in there
3: Maybe But like I don't know Is Finn a big enough star now He's been jobbed out to, to Kane th-
2: That's not how they book They I mean, just They just book people in mm. R-Truth might be in it Well I mean I hope so Yeah
3: if you're bringing out The big guns R-Truth and that. Brock Lesnar Yeah, yeah, yeah no, now totally, we're talking yeah. I mean it's the dream team You never knew you wanted
2: uh, what about you? you just think. Those... Oh, well, I, th-
3: I think it will be the Miz and the Bar. I think will be certainly the, the Bar p- because they need something to do. Whereas like Dean and Seth have already got their tag match against the. I cannot users. wait for that. I think it's going to be an excellent yeah. match. Yeah, I mean we didn't talk about that enough on the show, but I think that is going to be an absolutely awesome match. Um, yeah, and it's going to be disappointing. That maybe not, hopefully they'll announce a tag team one, because then you can have things like or like uh, you know, no, and an, an, or an, rather than a tag team one, an undercard one. So then you can have shelton and chad going on a team against jason jordan and elias and that's it's gonna
2: be a long night night, man i don't think you want that i just think do what you did before SummerSlam, where the go home show is both a go home show and a mini pay-per-view in itself which blows off a lot of the feuds
3: well you mean so putting off uh, putting on like raw versus smackdown matches on the no no,
2: no 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 like uh
3: Ah, oh, yeah, you would have to do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. and that means it isn't the, the only, only place. <laughs> yeah. Let's
2: do some reviews. Mitch one seven six writes, definitely not SWAFT. No, he actually SWAFT. Oh, SWAFT. Sorry, thank you, Mitch one seven six. Sorry, I butchered your review. S a
3: w f t. He actually spelled it correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
2: That's uh, Enzo Amore's husky voice. Callum R Flynn three zero one seven writes that's his pin number try it out (laughs) fantastic wrestling podcast this is one of the best wrestling podcasts you can find on the iTunes market not true both Ollie and Luke provide great insight into the world of wrestling through their reviews on Raw and Smackdown but also provide great banter with their chemistry and great gimmick segments great to listen to on the way to and from work 10 out of 10 would listen to again and again cheers Callum thank you Callum cheers very much uh, that's all we've got time for today. We are undergoing a bit of an interesting week schedule-wise because Luke's getting married on Saturday. certainly am. So uh, Saturday's episode will be posted on Friday because we'll be otherwise engaged. Very, to each other.
3: It will be very busy on the Saturday. You've got groomsman duties that mm-hmm. you need to be doing. Groomeld order. Uh, I've got to go down to the venue and sort stuff out. For You've the gotta morning. get married. I've got to get married. I've got lots on on the Saturday, so uh, yeah, we won't, we won't really have time for the SWAF Nation.
2: Yeah. So uh, and so yeah, we're going to record uh, Friday's episode that will go up normally, but Monday's episode has already been pre-recorded, as has the Fantasy Booking Warfare next Saturday. I don't know what I'm going to do for the Raw vs Smackdown thing next week. Got to figure it out. I might just sit here by myself.
3: I'm more worried about what you're going to do with the
2: podcast. Yeah, jeez, I haven't even thought of that. Uh, Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll see you on Friday. Love you, bye.